Hi. Welcome. Welcome back, friends and weirdos. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird, our one and done, our loosey-goosey brawlette. Brawlette. The brawlette of podcast episodes. Yes. Brawlette and sweats. Oh, that's actually my jam. Brawlette and sweats. I'm going to make turn that into a song. <laughs> <laughs> a rap song? Um, I felt like you were leaning towards rap just now. Kind of. I was. I don't know what got into me. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yes. Thank you for joining us. For happy us. hour. I, yes, of course. Of course. I just am very excited about this little um, kind of weird connection that I just made. All right. So okay. Okay. on Twitter, I saw that Salt Lake Health Department made okay. a chart of vaccination rates by Zodiac sign. Oh, my Lanta. Okay. okay. So coming in at the top of the list, 70% fully vaccinated people are Leos. No, I, I think I'm reading this data wrong. 70% of Leos are vaccinated in Salt Lake County. Okay. That's, they're the highest? They are the highest. And you know what I think? Hmm. They're too vain to die. Could be. Could be. A hundred percent. They are too vain to die. And you know what? Kudos to my Leos out there. Good for you. Keep it up. I'm proud of you. And that is probably the one and only time you'll hear me say I'm proud of Leo. (laughs) Keep on trucking, Leos. (laughs) Okay. Now our sign, we come in at 59% Sagittarius. I'm not surprised. Independent wanderers. They're not listening. Yes. Okay. Now, Scorpio. I am pretty upset with Scorpio. They are the scariest sign for me. 46% bottom of the list. Least vaccinated sign in Salt Lake City County. Guess what, though? What? Highest percentage of serial killers are Scorpios. Um, So... You can go your own way. <laughs> I feel like Scorpio. That's a Scorpio's theme song. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Uh, let's stop hurting other people in Every general. Every possible way. <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, Leos, I'm proud of you. Pat yourselves on the back. Let's get that up to 100%. And, all, and everyone in between, I um, just want to say, I know this is like a fun episode, but please get vaccinated. Please listen to your doctors. It's important. I'm vaccinated and I'm glad that I did it. Tiffany is also vaccinated. We did it for our families and our communities. And it is, I did not, nothing weird happened to me. I was hoping. (laughs) I was hoping that I would become magnetic or like be able to fly or melt into a puddle like Alex Mack. Nothing. I mean. Fucking nothing. Stretch Armstrong, anybody? No, I didn't get any superpowers. That's the only reason. That's the only thing I'm disappointed about being vaccinated. I did not gain any supernatural or special powers. But And we're Sagittarius. So 100% of the Sagittarius on this podcast are vaccinated. Yes. What, it, what I think you said one time, waxed and vaxed. I saw that online. I'm pretty sure a 20-year-old made it up. But I just walked around screaming it when I first got vaccinated. And also, I was not waxed at all. So well, was- I am waxed. So I am waxed and vaxed. I'm waxed and you're the vaxed. <laughs> Together. 
with our powers combined. <laughs> the, the new name of the podcast is Wax and Vaxed. Anyways, okay, so I just thought that was interesting that Scorpio is literally trying to destroy society. Um, Not surprising. So, so let's get it together. Anyways, thank you for letting me take you down that little tangent. You know I love astrology. Um, so this episode, we are going to go down a list in theme of our mm-hmm. um, real life horror block for spooky mm-hmm. season of biggest fears. Real life horrors. I'm already afraid. Your biggest fears uh, coming to fruition. Great. Uh, all right. So let me just get into it. So if um, you're having a bad day, you're welcome. <laughs> if you're already having a bad day, you are so welcome. Yes. All right. So, and this comes, the first one is bury the live. Ooh. This is the, some people's. I think in general, this is a fear of everybody, but some people have a legitimate phobia of being buried alive. I would hope that everybody does. <laughs> yes. I mean, am I like, am I afraid to walk on dirt or walk next to a large hole? No. But do I have a genuine fear of being accidentally buried while still alive? Yes. I promise that whichever one of us dies first, we have, okay, we have to make this pact. Okay. Whichever one of us dies first when yes. we're, you know, at the ages of 100 and 100, right? Yes. One of us will stab the other one with a needle to make sure they're dead. Okay. I love it. But I was actually, that's so funny that you brought that up like a pact because at the end of this story, I have a pact to share with you that we have to make this pact. Okay. So, but yes, I will stab you with a needle <laughs> if you will stab me with a needle. I will. Make sure I'm not just passed out. Okay. Okay. So in 1889, Octavia married James, and they soon had a son whom they named Jacob. Sadly, infant mortality rates were through the roof in the 1800s, and Jacob did not survive infancy. The loss of her son caused Octavia to slip into a deep depression, and she barely left her bed for weeks. Simultaneously, she began experiencing mysterious ailments, and eventually she slipped into a deep coma-like sleep and was unable to be awoken. She was pronounced dead. Being a hot summer in Kentucky, she was buried almost immediately, and in 1889, embalming wasn't exactly all the rage. So she was buried quickly, Within a day or two after she was pronounced dead. Oh, natural. Yes. After she was buried, however, people around the town started to experience the same symptoms of slipping into a strange coma-like state. But after a few days, they began to wake up. And it turns out those are the symptoms of being bitten by a tsetse fly. And thank you so much for unlocking a new fear of tsetse flies. For me. Wait, did we talk about tsetse flies on our dangerous animals episode? It sounds familiar. I think we might have. I think a cer- certain fly does carry dengue fever, and that's what we did talk about. Mm. I believe. M- mosquitoes, okay. maybe. Fearing 
she had been buried alive, James rushed to Octavia's grave oh, God. and had her exhumed, only to discover the inside of the coffin was ripped to shreds. Her oh. fingertips were bloody. She was missing nails. Oh. And a frozen look of terror was on her face indefinitely. Oh, my God. That is so terrible. They were too late. Oh, my God. Um, so James, being the loving husband that he was, erected a lifelike monument that still stands in the cemetery today. Um, so here is my pact that I am asking you to enter with me. Okay. If I ever were to slip into a coma, mm-hmm. please do not take any pictures of me. Okay. And definitely don't post those on my social media. Do not. Did somebody do that? <laughs> Do not speak as if I am speaking on my own social media or put any updates on my social media of my health condition. Uh, from your own voice, you mean? Yes. Okay. Um, and that's about it. That's pretty much it. Okay. I promise to not do any of the things you asked me not to do. If I ever slip into a coma, will you do the opposite? And will you act like it's me? <laughs> yes. Act like it's a ghost of me? Yes. Post as if I were haunting people. Yes. And leave weird messages like just <laughs> randomly be like, John, I saw that. Or, or And then just leave it very vague so that people are frightened. Or I'll just be like, random back of the day, guys. Caterpillars have 12 eyes. <laughs> yeah. Just something like that. Just okay. for me. Thank um, you. And yeah, just make sure my hair is combed and like... Maybe paint my nails for fun, but just don't post any pictures of me in a coma on my social media. That's like the ultimate embarrassment. I won't. Um, my dad was in a coma before. What? For like a month, a long time ago. But um, I asked him if he had any dreams or saw anything uh-huh. or any had any weird experiences. And he legit said, that was so long ago, I don't remember. <laughs> you, okay, so... This brings me to another, you know, we're getting older and like the pandemic, I think just changed. Well, for, I'll speak for myself. It changes like your frame of mind, really. Like it really made me think about how short we really have here mm-hmm. living. And it's really made me become present in the time that I do spend with my family, especially the older members of my family. And I've started asking questions that, because you know these members of your family your entire life, right? And like, it made me realize that I don't really know them, like their experiences they've had and why, what, I don't know. So I've just been started, I've just been asking questions Mm -hmm. like, what was the, what's your best memory or you know, where were you when you were eight years old or how did you meet or why did you get divorced or do you regret this decision you made? It's just been super, super interesting to really like get to know the people in my lives, like really, really know them. Well, I think that when you become a parent, you realize that the older people in your lives had entire life, had an entire life before you were even born. Mm Mm-hmm. So you think that you know, you know, your parents or your grandparents or aunts and uncles, but they had most of the time, like an ent- literally an entire life before you were even in the picture. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you don't hear about those stories 
until you flat out ask. I know. And I just, and I think we get so busy and caught up, you know, not like, I guess in a way selfishly caught up in our own lives, but we have a lot going on and it's, it's really hard to like not get focused on your own shit that you have going on and to sit down and have like a really interesting deep conversation with someone. And I've just been taking some time to do that. And I found out that my great grandma was a Rosie the Riveter in LA during World War II. And I just wow. found, found out like a whole ton of stuff like um, about just people in my family. And it's just Anyways, it's interesting. So my point is, I think that your dad should write a memoir because I think he's had a very interesting life. I mean, uh, I don't know very many people who have been in a coma. I do know one person, like secondhand, and he did have dreams when he was in a coma, and they were very scary. Ooh. Very, very dark, very scary. He talked of seeing, like, demons and goblins, and he <gasps> remembers them vid- vividly, and it was – very scary he said that is scary yeah Hmm. and he what he had a head injury he slipped into a coma and then he was kept in a medically induced coma for so his brain could heal yeah I think that that was basically the situation with my dad also he was in a car accident and then he had seizures for a while after that jeez yeah he for sure I think you should ghostwrite his memoirs I'm not gonna tell him (laughs) just secretly take notes secretly record him and then write a book about it um okay so next on our list is pretty scary and it is well just in general I think being incarcerated is a pretty scary experience and I feel like most people don't want to experience that I have a family member who made some mistakes and they were incarcerated for a short time and that person said it was the worst experience of their life and it was their rock bottom and they turned their life around because it was pretty scary but even more scary is getting accidentally locked in jail terrible yeah so this comes from the NBC Chicago local newspaper um So while visiting his son in July 2014, Farad Polk was taken to a part of the Cook County Chicago jail he'd never been after his son was moved. So his son was moved and he did – oh, I'm sorry. So his son was moved and he didn't realize – or he didn't think it was out of the ordinary that he was visiting him at a different part of the jail. He was directed to a waiting room. Um, he walked down an unfamiliar hall and stepped, in, stepped into an empty eight by eight room with nothing in it. And the door closed behind him. And he waited there about five minutes. And when nobody came in, he became a little bit worried or confused. And he turned around to go press the buzzer on the door. And he realized there was no buzzer. There was nothing. There was no buzzer, no intercom, nothing. And the door was totally locked. So it turned out that he was led to the visiting room that was used for the highest maximum security prisoners being held at that prison. And it was a Friday and they don't use that room on a weekend. So there was literally nobody coming for days. So he was stuck in this room for 32 hours. 
no food, no water. He had to use the bathroom on the floor. What the fuck? I know. And it wasn't until he figured out how to reach a fire sprinkler and break it and set off an alarm that somebody came to the room and let him out. And did they give him a million dollars for this? They, not a million, 600,000. <laughs> okay, Close good. Enough. Close good. enough. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? You're like, sir, I don't belong here. This is a mistake. And the guard's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it all the time, buddy. Let me guess. You're innocent. <laughs> That's what they all say. And you're like, no, but seriously, I don't belong here. Seriously, I just have a bad sense of direction and went down the wrong hall. <laughs> and he's like, I'm yeah. Tiffany. Tell it to the judge. <laughs> fuck that's awful i mean yeah thank god it was only 32 hours though and thank god he got a settlement out of it seriously i know maybe worth it just gonna say maybe worth it (laughs) um i think people have done a lot more for a lot less i think people have done a hell of a lot more for a lot yeah i've have you seen reality tv i feel like seriously there, there's been worse situations that that people have put themselves in willingly for more money, like, but I don't know. That's pretty. That's that's pretty scary to me. Um, all right. So the next one, I like a lot of people are um, scared of animals. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I have a family member who's my sister. In fact, is not a big fan of dogs. Even one of my kids is. Um, little bit skittish around dogs they don't know and I don't like spiders everybody knows that I had a friend who was afraid of cows I you know big animals I'm not a fan either I was chased (laughs) by a herd of cows actually I got in between them and their food bell and the whole herd of cows was running towards me I why what were you doing I don't know but it was it's it was one of like this was last week (laughs) I was probably a preteen I would say 12 maybe it I I'm telling you it probably would have been hilarious if someone was videoing it and just see me (laughs) I was screaming through a field like I was I hit panic I was it was a fight or flight for me and it was all flight I wasn't about to fight a herd of cows you were gonna fight a herd of cows (laughs) that's so weird it was anyways so I found this article from the Washington Post punch a cow in the face oh my god it was it's pretty scary actually my family still jokes about it um but it wasn't funny to me uh so uh welcome lifelong fear of large farm animals okay cow whisperer i also fell off a horse and fractured my ankle at a dude ranch one time so i just know that sucks i just don't have a good track record with large animal farm animals um Okay, so in 2018, a Virginia woman driving on her lunch break was startled by a noise and she looked down to see a fucking snake slithering out of her air vent. Uh, It got tangled in her car charger and that gave her time to pull over and call 911. Um, 911 sent an animal control officer out to capture the snake and when he got there, he immediately admitted to her that he was afraid of snakes. (laughs) Did he not think that this was going to be an issue? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the lady and him, they both tried to catch the snake and it started like moving around the car and they couldn't catch it. Ugh. And it went under the front seat and they could not find it. And and then at one point she was like, okay, so I have to get back to work. My lunch break is over. So I'm just 
I gotta go. You're like useless to me. So she drove the fucking car back to work with the snake in it. She got to work and she started Googling how to catch a snake. And then um, (laughs) someone online recommended that she use those um, sticky pads. You put them like under your couch to catch like house spiders or mice. Or they said that you could also catch snakes on those things. So she borrowed somebody's car and she went to the hardware store and she got a bunch of sticky pads. And then she went to her car in the parking lot at work and put the sticky pads all over the bottom of her car. And then she finished her day at work. Like, okay, so here's the thing. She worked at a lawyer's office and I am under the impression, my opinion, that the lawyers were like, I don't give a fuck what is in your car. You need to work. We're going to sue you. (laughs) We're going to sue that snake and we're going to sue you. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably exactly what they said. I agree with you. So at the end of the day, she went out and she checked the sticky pads, didn't find the snake. So she Yeah, because how many... Isn't this a big snake? I mean, what is it just going to be covered in sticky pads? This doesn't even seem like a good idea. I think she should have just left the door open to her car. Yeah, probably. It's probably better to have your car stolen harboring a two and a half foot snake than it is to trap the snake in there and then drive around town. Just leave the door open and then leave a note on the window that says, if you steal this car, you will also be stealing the snake that's in it. And nobody will fuck with that. Warning, guard snake. (laughs) (laughs) So she gets in her car and she drives home at the end of the day. And she said that she kept moving her feet around, which seems dangerous to me, but she kept moving (laughs) her feet around so the snake wouldn't, I guess, slither up her leg or something. I don't know. Um, so she gets home and her husband tries to help her find the snake. They cannot find this snake. I don't know how big this car was. It might've been a fucking tour bus. I don't know. (laughs) Actually, it was like a Cadillac Escalade, I think. She's driving a limousine, people. We don't know where the snake ended up. It might've been in the champagne bucket. We don't fucking know. That was her day-to-day. That was her commuter car. It's a daily commuter. It's not a big deal. Um, so it was a stretch. Limo. <laughs> a stretch limousine is her it daily commuter car. It's a stretch Hummer. The snake was just in the back having the fucking time of its life. He was just sitting on the seat with like sunglasses and like two fucking <laughs> female snakes. Just uh, drinking, drinking champs. Having a great oh time. my gosh, that's so funny. So they couldn't find the snake, her and her husband at her house. So they just like went to bed, I guess, as one does. It's like, oh, well, like sleep like a baby, whatever, I guess. Okay. Um, So they wake up the next morning. They go out and they do find the snake stuck to a sticky pad. And they guess they put it in the back of her husband's truck and they got let him free or something or killed him. I don't know what they did with it. Yeah, so that's a story of a snake being in a lady's car, and she's just like the ultimate badass or the ultimate reckless driver. (laughs) She's either the coolest person in the world or the craziest fucking driver. She swerved across both lanes the entire drive home to make sure that that snake could not touch her. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay, so I'm not super afraid of snakes, actually not at all. But I have to say that if my house was infested with poisonous spiders, I would – I'm I'm fucking out. I'm done. I well, clearly would, that snake wasn't poisonous either. No, it wasn't a poisonous snake. The article said that it was like some kind of like black rat snake or something. It's totally not it was poisonous. It boa constrictor. <laughs> it was a viper from the freaking Moroccan desert. It was, it was just slowly strangling her while she drove home, but she was fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> so stupid. Uh, um, I would Molotov cocktail my own house <laughs> if it was infested with spiders. I do not. I, and then I would get on a Amazon dick-shaped spaceship and get the fuck off this planet. What if it was a spider and a snake had a baby? (laughs) (laughs) Its legs would just be slithery snakes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Or a snake with, or a snake. Spider legs? Spider legs. Technically, I think that's a centipede. Oh, that's a centipede. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, um, that's totally justice. That already exists. Um, all right, so the next one on our list is the ocean. And I know a lot of people are afraid of the ocean, specifically like the deep water, the unknown in the deep water. I do find mm-hmm. that scary. It is a little bit nerve-wracking to go snorkeling in the ocean just because you feel so unprotected. Yeah, a friend of mine was just talking about how she doesn't like – because I love snorkeling. I've only been once, but I – could do it every day for the rest of my life and I love it so much but she said she didn't like it because of that you suddenly look up and you're out way far Mm -hmm. in the ocean and the water is deeper than you were prepared for Mm -hmm. the shore is farther away than you were ready for and yeah I could I can I don't have that fear myself but I can totally understand why people do yeah it is there's uh, yeah I I'm not a fan I'll do it but I'm uh you know almost near a panic attack the whole entire time um all right so this article comes from thoughtcatalog.com and i'm going to actually read this verbatim because it is a person who wrote in or was interviewed for this article and i don't want to miss anything okay a tentacle came up out of the water and hit the side of the craft once twice Three times. A lady. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What if it was just a giant squid like a with a boof on? (laughs) With a beehive and a cigarette. (laughs) And a glass of bourbon with like purple eyeshadow. (laughs) Is that her guess? That is what I consider a lady. Is a beehive, (laughs) purple eyeshadow, smoking a cigarette, drinking a bourbon. (laughs) Ursula. Epitome of lay d okay sorry okay once twice three times <laughs> biggest fucking tentacle i'd ever seen in my life at least 20 feet long just thwack 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 and then it was gone no time to react or do anything just me on the deck thinking what the fuck and then standing perfectly still for five minutes wondering if i'd just seen what i thought i saw and if so whether or not that motherfucking thing was going to come back a mixture of terror and disbelief just boggled me into paralysis raised sails and got the fuck out of there right quick once i finally came to my senses but holy hell that's one story i don't tell anyone in real life ever because it's just too unbelievable Even as a fish story, no one would pretend to buy it. So what was it? I don't know. Maybe a giant squid that got pissed at me for some reason? I don't know. I don't care to know, so as long as it never happens again. Wait, so he didn't even see the whole thing, so it's kind of a mystery? Total mystery. (gasps) Unidentified submerged object. Yes, and that is why we don't swim in the ocean. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I don't even take a bath. Uh, scary. That's a cool story, though. Mm-hmm. 
This article was called Nightmares at Sea, 25 People Describe Terrifying Encounters in the Deep, Dark Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some pretty cool ones, like some gory ones, like dead bodies and uh, fish. Maybe we'll revisit and... this list at a later time. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, all right, so the next one on the list is kind of a double feature. And this comes from grunge.com. And it's a cave, but make it underwater. Nope. Hate it double. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Jacob's Well in Texas, it really isn't even a well. It's actually a sinkhole that's been made in limestone, and it's suspected to be around for thousands, if not millions of years. And it's filled with uh, a natural spring, like by a natural spring. Mm-hmm. And Jacob's Well has at least four chambers 140 feet deep into the earth and about 4,300 feet of tunnels and chambers. Um, This nightmare fuel attracts thousands of free divers from all over the world, but at least 12 of them have died trying to dive that we know of. Oh, my God. Why? Why would you do it? Don't do it. I I would never. Nope. A lot of people go to Jacob's Well and just sit around the ring because uh, it's in a mm-hmm. like a stream kind of like a, a creek mm-hmm. and there's like rocks a on a hole it does actually legit looks like a butthole i was being serious is it like there's the stream has like a hole in it like that yes and they sit around the edge and the water's like so clear and it's like 68 degrees year round 24 mm-hmm. hours seven days a week um and you can look down for like feet several dozen feet a and see because the water is so clear anyway so i'm going to read this excerpt from amazingplanet.com and it kind of describes why you should not go into jacob's well <laughs> okay through the years many have successfully explored the first and second chambers of the well the first chamber is a straight drop to about 30 feet and then it angles down to 55 feet Nourished by the rays of sunlight that penetrate the crystal water, this cavern area is bright and is home to algae and wildlife like salamanders. The second chamber is a long funnel to 80 feet where there is a restricted opening to the third chamber. That opening is about 15 fucking inches wide. What? No. That's tiny. No. No. Inside the second chamber is a false chimney, which appears to be a way out of the well, but has trapped at least one diver. Oh, no, 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 The third chamber is a small room with a floor of unstable gravel. And actually, a rescue driver, diver, (laughs) got caught in this gravel, and it, it kind of avalanched and trapped him from the waist down. And then that rescue diver had to be rescued by other rescue driver divers. And he actually had a, it caused his stomach, his internal organs in his stomach to like squeeze and rupture. Fuck that. Yeah, it's not good. The third chamber is a small room with a floor of unstable gravel. And divers must inflate water wings to navigate this chamber successfully, trying not to stir up silt or dislodge the gravel. The passage into the fourth chamber is very tight. Maybe this is the 15-inch spot. The few who have seen the fourth chamber say it is a virgin cave 
with fantastic limestone formations and no gravel. Covering the bottom is fine silt that can totally obscure vision when kicked up with one misstep. So I think the the passage to the fourth chamber is the one that is 15 inches. Um, no. First of all, my physical being would not even fit through 15 inches. Uh, no. I just don't think Who that... would fit through 15 inches? That's I don't tiny. know. One of my tits wouldn't fit through 15 inches, let alone both of them. No, there's no way that... that that's so small. That's tiny. You have to think maybe... Not the width of your shoulders, like from shoulder to shoulder, but the depth of your chest to your back. Okay, Might so fit. I hate that. I hate caves. I hate the dark, and I have a terrible sense of direction. Worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, nope, I'm out for, I don't even want to sit on the edge of Jacob's butthole, is what we're no. calling it now. No, yeah, no. Maybe they should change the name to Jacob's butthole, and people will be less inclined to go diving in it. I think so. Uh, but Jacob's butthole of doom. How about that? There you go. Like, don't glamorize this fucking scary, scary cave. Yeah, because some people might be like, mm, butthole, I'm into it. I'm like, yeah. Um, all right, so the next one on our list is natural disasters. And I think these are, I think when you have a natural disaster movie, it's not really in the horror genre. It's more like I would fill in the science fiction genre, maybe. Or action. Or action. Um, But if you really think about it, natural disasters are pretty fucking scary because they're totally out of our control. Like, just completely we're at the will of Mother Nature, and that is scary. And Dwayne Johnson. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So, this is from Wikipedia, and it is the Great Galveston Hurricane, also known as the 1900 Hurricane. It is. It happened in 1900, and it is the deadliest natural disaster in U.S. history. The hurricane killed anywhere from 6,000 to 12,000 residents of Galveston. It's officially listed as 8,000 were killed. It's crazy. Yeah. On August 27, 1900, a ship detected a cyclone east of some small islands in the Caribbean. It swept across the Dominion of Republic and Cuba as a tropical storm, and it seemed to be weakening. However, by September 8th, when it got to the Gulf of Mexico, it gained strength and turned into a full-on Category 4 hurricanes with winds up to 145 miles per hour. That is so scary. Like, that is hurling bricks. Like, 145 miles an hour, there are bricks flying through there. Like, there's... That's fucking cuckoo. Uh, the reason, though, it was so deadly, besides the winds and the flooding it caused, it was also because the people of Galveston were unsuspecting that a hurricane was headed their way. The Weather Bureau in Galveston didn't, firstly, didn't want to use the word hurricane, so they didn't avoid any panic, because Galveston is an island. Mm-hmm. And the other reason was because they thought it actually would turn towards Florida and Georgia and not stay on its path towards Texas, but it did. And it hit landfall um, September 8th. And they, because I thought it was going to Florida and Georgia, they issued warnings to Florida and Georgia and not Galveston. Um, it's a pretty big fuck up, if you ask me. Besides the high death toll, it caused $30 million in damage. Every building on the island suffered water damage, most suffered wind damage, and every bridge connecting the island to the mainland was destroyed. 
Jesus. Nearly 4,000 homes were destroyed and 10,000 residents out of the 38,000 were left homeless. Uh, only a handful of ships. Oops, my autocorrect put chips. <laughs> um, Snacking. <laughs> only a handful of ships out of the hundreds in the bay survived. Uh, it was it was pretty bad. It was bad. That's terrifying. I know. It's so scary. And you think like hurricanes aren't the only natural disaster. We have like earthquakes and volcanoes and tornadoes, like ice storms, fires. heat storms, fires. Like it's natural disasters are fucking scary. They are scary because they bring about that feeling of helplessness. Helplessness. And it's just like no rhyme or reason. It's not mm-hmm. about anything. It's just nope. things happen. All right, so our last on the list is pretty scary. Um, I think this is kind of polarizing because some people love these and some people hate these. So I'm not a fan of heights, but I am a fan of roller coasters. So I don't know. I'm, I got like, there's a lot going on in there because I'm terrified, but I love it. It's an adrenaline rush. Anyways. So, um, I actually want to talk about, I think what's super scary is like when a roller coaster malfunctions. My daughter has that fear. And she just told me this because she saw something on a show where, or on, I don't know, on something. She saw it somewhere and it put it in, it put that fear in her mind. She just told me this a week ago. (laughs) Where were we? Six Flags. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah, it's it's kind it is it is freaky. It's you always have that. And then you have like um oh god, what's that? Final destination, I think was one of their Yes. So yeah. it's it's definitely falls under the category of horror movie trope is malfunctioning roller coaster, but also uh, when you get there and you're like, "Oh cool, this whole park is ran by 15-year-olds. Fuck yeah, you be in charge of my safety." <laughs> Seriously. Um, all right, so actually, coincidentally, this incident happened at Six Flags. Great. Um, all right, so a version of the roller coaster named Demon, also not getting on something called <laughs> Demon, unless it's like a bad boy and I'm 21 again, and his nickname is Demon. <laughs> Where's Jacob's butthole when you need it? <laughs> okay. So April 18th, 1988, 1998, excuse me, 23 riders were left stranded upside down after the black train came to an unexpected halt in the middle of one of the vertical loops. Firefighters oh used, yeah, firefighters used a cherry picker to bring the passengers to safety. Some riders were stuck for nearly three hours upside down. My God, what does Three, that do to you? It's not good. Nothing good. Nothing good could come up from hanging upside down. No. Three passengers were taken to local hospitals out of precaution, but released that afternoon. Investigators concluded that the incident was caused by a mechanical failure. A guide wheel that runs along the inside of the track separated from the axle due to a, lo- a loose nut and a mechanical safety system built into the wheel assembly engaged, preventing the train from derailing. So that was the best case scenario was hanging upside down like a fucking vampire for three hours. The roller coaster reopened shortly after the conclusion of the investigation. And that this came from Wikipedia, by the way. Yeah, another 
roller coaster one that I read about was somebody's poncho flew off and flew on the track and made it oh malfunction. My God. Yeah. And I'm like, can we just remove ponchos from the equation, please? Why the fuck are you wearing a fucking poncho? Like, are you, do you also wear capes? Like, what do you do? Why are you wearing these loose clothing <laughs> on a ride? But so that is our short list of like, it could actually happen. Yes. Pretty scary. So I have to mm-hmm. ask you okay. if, well, not if, you have to experience one of these I have fears. To. Yes, you have to. Okay. You have to experience, in order to advance to the next level of consciousness. Oh, okay. 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 You are like reaching that gate, and I am the gatekeeper, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. Tiff. Here is a list of real life fears. You have to pick one in order to move on to the next stage in this life or in this timeline of your so-called life. Which one is it going to be? Is it going to be the exact experience that these people had or just I'm going to experience something in this category? You have to experience, for example, being buried alive or having a roller coaster malfunction or having like an inst- like being attacked by um, rabid baboons. I don't know. Okay, so it's just in the category. It's not the exact same scenario. Yes. Okay, because I, I would take the $600,000 one for sure if it was the exact <laughs> scenario. But if I'm just going to be locked in jail and we don't know the outcome, I don't want that one. I don't, okay, I don't want any of these now. Now these are all bad. In order to advance, you have to pick one. I guess I will do non-lethal animal interaction. Okay. I mean, I feel like you found a loophole. Well, same category. (laughs) Because I feel like that snake was non-lethal. I should have told you it was lethal. Or, 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 or I can do unidentified submerged object interaction. I feel like those are the kind of the same category. Yep. That's the category I pick. Okay. It turns out you've missed your calling. You should have been a fucking lawyer because <laughs> you found the only two loopholes. <laughs> but okay. Well, I, I, I know which one I would never pick and that's cave. I knew that. I knew that going in. You don't like the dark and you don't like cave. So I knew that going in. Um. All right. Fair enough. I need to bulletproof my next list. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to say these worlds collided and it was actually a giant underwater snake. Who knows? Who knows? I like it. It was Nessie of the ocean. I love it. Nellie. Nessie? (laughs) Nellie? Is it Nellie or Nessie? I really wish I could think of a single Nellie song right now. Nellie's a rapper. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't um, think of a song. Okay, wait song. a minute. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love you. Oh, Nelly, I love you. Yeah, and he's like, um, it's getting hot in here. Oh my god, I gotta oh, stop. Yeah. What's wrong? Take with off me? all your clothes. That would, you know what? I actually changed my answer. I want it to be an unidentified submerged Nelly, and then I want you to come want up from the water <laughs> and sing. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. A aquatic Nelly does sound kind of amazing. I nailed it. Yeah, you did. All right, fine. You um you found the loophole, but it was the kind of amazing. Loophole. <laughs> um 
Okay, so that's our list of greatest fears. And we're getting towards the end of this block. I think we have one more main episode left, which is Mm -hmm. going to be, we're going to really lean into the supernatural side of spooky season. So that'll be coming out soon. Look forward to that. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. We so appreciate you. And I can't wait till our next main episode. Yes. So on that note, don't forget to love yourself, lock your doors, and light some sage. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. And take off all your clothes. (laughs) 